What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Peace and Prosperity Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Phillips, licensed therapist, confidence expert. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about what makes a great therapist or coach. What do you look for? How do you know if this person is a good fit? I'm going to run down a couple of things for you to think about if you're in the market for a therapist or coach yourself. Now, before I get into this episode, make sure you send this out to a couple of people because you're not the only one who can benefit from this conversation. So let's get into it, y'all. What do you need to look for or what makes a great therapist? I'm going to start with number one is being able to build trust in the person that you're working with. Y'all know trust is huge. And when you don't have trust in a relationship, I don't care what type of relationship it is. It makes the relationship very challenging because now you may second guess what you can share with this person. You put a filter on everything and it's just not a a genuine conversation, let alone if you're talking about some personal things, trust and rapport has to be there. Now, you may be thinking, okay, well, how do you build that trust? One, it does take time. I'm not saying you're going to walk into that therapist's office and right off the bat, you're going to say, you know what? I trust you and I'm going to tell you every single thing that's been happening. But I will say personality makes a difference. Environment makes a difference. Mannerisms make a difference. All of these things add up to your ability to build trust and rapport with whomever you're talking with. And again, like I said, it takes time. I remember when I was an intern uh, working at the VA and I was working in substance abuse, it took a while for veterans to be able to open up to me because one, I was super young. I looked super young. Like I didn't have any facial hair, no beard. Again, I looked young. I was younger than most of them. So my clients were like 50 and up. I was like 24, 25, big age difference. However, once they found out, and I wasn't a veteran, so like I had all these strikes against me. But once they found out that one, I was consistent. So I was showing up every day and even on extra days that let them know like, oh, Jason's somebody who who's real. I also would share you know, appropriate things about myself. Like, you know, I'm from Detroit or my father's a veteran. My sister's a veteran. Those things just to help build some, some trust with them. And before I left, I'll never forget this. I was uh, co-facilitating a a PTSD group. And when I told the the vets, I was leaving, one of them pulled out a cell phone right next to me. Say, Hey man, let's keep in touch. Give me your number. And now while y'all know I could not give him my number, I gave him the office number. It let me know that over the course of time, I was able to really build up strong trust with these gentlemen. And that was, I would say, challenging, too, because if you're dealing with trauma, if you've experienced trauma, you know, you really don't like to trust people. So what you need in a great therapist or coach is trust. You need to be able to Trust that person. The second thing that you need is you need to work with somebody 
who's going to be open minded. Like we get judged all the time out in the world every single day. And on top of that, you're probably judging yourself. So you don't need to sit in somebody's office or on somebody's couch and they be judging you, too. Like that's just counterproductive. So you really need that super safe space where you can share what's on your mind, share what's on your heart. And one thing about working with somebody who's open minded, it's almost like you can feel when that person is non-judgmental, and it takes a while. But again, well, no, I'll say that. Let me scratch that. When it comes to being open-minded, that does not take a while for that other person to be open-minded. Typically, that person is either open-minded or they're not. And again, you can sense that. You can feel that. If you've ever had a therapy session and you just feel like, oh my gosh, I, I feel like I know you all my life, is likely because that person makes you feel safe in that space. So you are sharing more openly and willingly and you can sense that they are not judging you. You can actually be yourself. So being open-minded is very, very important because when you're working with people, especially in our field, yes, you can have opinions, but you're there to really provide a service, the best service to that person. And they don't need you judging them about what they've been through or what they're going through. The third thing you need is you need a therapist who's going to be self-aware. The one, one of the worst things that can happen, right, is you talking to somebody. And every time you're bringing up something, you can tell this. It's like it's triggering them. Not to say that we're not human and we don't experience our own emotions. But that is a telltale sign that that person likely has some more work to do on themselves because they can't separate what you're going through from what they've been experiencing. Also, self-awareness is critical because not everybody is going to be your client. So you have to be self-aware to say, you know what? I'm not the best fit for you. And because of that, I don't want to start a therapeutic relationship with you knowing that what you're coming in with, I'm not the best fit. I was talking to a colleague of mine today and he was saying he's pretty booked up. And he said, unless it's a hand and glove fit, I'm not taking any more, any more clients. And I applauded him too, because one, he's, he's um, a newer therapist, but really, really great. But just to have that awareness, like, Hey, I'm not just taking anybody just because, I accept your insurance or you can afford the session or we, we looked alike. None of that stuff, unless it's a hand and glove fit, meaning what I specialize in are the same things that you need specialized service or care with. I'm good. And I will gladly refer you to somebody who is a better fit for you. So you need that type of self-awareness. Because if your therapist says, hey, I work with any and everybody, I'm an expert. I, I caution you to really spending your hard earned time and resources with that person. Now, that's not to say that sometimes we don't get put in situations, right, where we just end up being the best fit, quote unquote. Like I remember when I was working in uh, community mental health. 
a lot of times young black males would end up on my schedule. And at the time I did not work with kids, but they said, well, Jason, you, you're the youngest therapist. You're a black male therapist. They need you. So there were some times if the child was too young, I would just uh, refer them to somebody else, but I would always seek appropriate supervision to make sure that I wasn't putting anybody in harm's way. So you need that type of self-awareness. The fourth thing that you need in that great therapist, you need them to have accountability. And when I say accountability, I mean to hold you accountable because there's likely some things that you want to change or you want to show up different in your life. And if they're not holding you accountable, how are you making the progress? How are you checking in? What's the benchmark? And this is where I I really feel like my clients, they, they appreciate this because they know that starting and stopping is a problem. Quitting too early is a problem. Not setting goals high enough is a problem. So if I just let you continue with that behavior, how great of a coach am I to you? If I'm not calling you out respectfully or challenging you on this, Am I really serving you at the highest level? So make sure whoever you're working with is holding you accountable in whatever fashion or form that you all agree with. And then lastly, I don't know, this probably could have been first, but that person needs to have a great skill set. I always say that if you have great rapport with your therapist, they really don't have the skills, that's not great. Or if they're like 100% great on skills and treatment modalities and all these things, but you just don't have a rapport, that's not great either. So you need a really good mix, but having the skill set, the tools to work with someone is highly important. Again, I I was talking with someone and I think we we were working on anxiety and they, they mentioned the word exposure. And if you know anything about anxiety, typically when we're experiencing anxiety, we like to avoid. So exposing ourselves to anything challenging, difficult, whether it's conversations or different activities or even exposing ourselves to our own emotions. That's something that we like to avoid. We like to run from that. So you have to have a skill set where that person can help you feel safe. Safe enough to emote, be yourself, let your guard down, and then walk you through what emotions are you feeling? What skills can you now learn to manage your anxiety? Now, all of this is a process, but you need every single one of these traits that I mentioned in order to have a successful relationship with whomever you're working with. So I'm running down real quick again. You need trust. That person should be able to build trust with you. Secondly, your therapist should be open-minded. You don't want to go in there feeling judged. You, As Dr. Purvis says, you want to walk out with your dignity and integrity intact. Number three, they should be self-aware. Not all the time do therapists have a therapist, but I think that they should be willing to check in if need be. Number four, accountability. What homework are you giving or how are they measuring your progress? We're not just about to sit here and do 
a whole lot of vent sessions, right? We need some actual progress to happen. And then lastly, number five is skill set. So don't be afraid if you're searching for a therapist or a coach to say, how would you work with this issue? How would you help me with this problem? Do you have any past experience with this? And they can say yay or nay. All right, y'all. I really hope this is beneficial for you because I know trying to find a professional can be very challenging. So don't be afraid to ask these questions and ask even more questions if you feel like you're still not sure if that person is going to be a great fit for you. As always, y'all be blessed. Peace. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Peace and Prosperity Podcast. Again, if you are feeling like, hey, I'm experiencing high-functioning anxiety, don't beat yourself up about it. It is okay. We all experience anxiety from time to time. And I gave you a couple of things that you can do on your own, but don't hesitate to reach out to a professional to better manage what you're going through. Okay. And lastly, make sure if you have not, like, share, subscribe to the podcast and send this out to a friend. And if you want to hear certain episodes or have certain conversations, let me know. You can shoot me a DM or just leave a review and I will definitely follow up. All right, y'all. Be blessed. Peace.